0: A lot of people say oh eight times olympia but now he's dealing with injuries what's your response to those people Mm-mm. when was the first time you took steroids i was 30
1: years old i was so afraid to do all that stuff back then
0: When you have that kind of a body on you how does
1: someone's sex life change oh too much sex <laughs> bodybuilding is probably the hardest sport in the world yeah it's a lot to go through and it's not rewarding at all. I mean, the food I had to eat to win that first Olympia, ain't no ordinary person could have done that.
0: Are you able to look at someone and say that, okay, this person's probably done steroids. Oh, yeah. I'm going to show you some very famous international physique. Look at his legs, There's nothing there. This is not naturally achievable because he's not an athlete. exactly. He's pretty much a, an actor, you know? Not gonna make this intro very long. All I'll say is that this legendary podcast with this legendary guest is meant for international audiences as well. I did ask him a lot of India-specific questions, but I promise you, I've tried my best to reveal another side of Ronnie Coleman. He's one of the purest people I've had on the show. And if there was one guest I'd pick from the world of bodybuilding to come on my podcast and talk about life in general, it would be ronnie coleman so we've touched upon fitness we've touched upon life we've touched upon mental health we've touched upon some of his bodybuilding hacks i hope you enjoyed today's episode because it was one that i enjoyed recording very very much it's ronnie coleman on trs Ronnie Coleman, welcome to the Ranveer Show. Welcome to India.
1: Oh, uh, it's good to be here. I look forward to coming every time I come. How many times have you been here? I've been here at least uh, five, six times, somewhere in there. And every time I have come, I've always had a wonderful time. Had a great time. Great hospitality. Uh, they've taken pretty good care of me every time I come. So that's why you know I love coming here.
0: Do you have any idea how much you're loved in this country?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I found that out. Probably the last time I was here, we had an appearance in the mall. And and the mall was so packed and so full, they had to shut it down. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, the appearance didn't go so good because it was too many people.
0: Yeah. You know, usually before every episode, I do a lot of research. So I call people related to the field. Oh okay. Like yeah. in terms of if I'm talking to you, I'll call people related yeah, to fitness.
1: Yeah.
0: yeah, Uh I didn't want to call anyone because I knew everyone would say, "Make me meet him."
1: <laughs> like
0: everyone's crazy about you in this country. <laughs> anyone who's ever lifted weights in this country loves you.
1: Yeah, yeah. I've grown uh, I, I, I to know that fact, but but now. <laughs> How does it feel? <laughs> oh, you know, I'm I'm so even killed and so humble that uh, it's just just great. You know, uh, it's. Not, not up there where, you know, I won't win in my first Olympia, because <laughs> that was an overwhelming, uh, exciting feeling, but uh, I just try not to let it get to my head for the most part. <laughs> just enjoy the love and soak it all up. Nice.
0: What was it like winning your first Olympia?
1: Oh, it was the most amazing thing that will ever happen to me. <laughs> Did your heart cry? Oh yeah, I I, I blacked out for about mm, I won't say ten fifteen minutes almost. I think I looked went back and looked at the the tape, and so much happened while I when I was <laughs> when I fell on that floor. Consciously, I was awake, but unconsciously, <laughs> I really wasn't. <laughs> so you know, it was just one of those overwhelming feelings of excitement that, that, you know, kind of like put you unconsciously conscious. (laughs) (laughs) No, I hear you. But
0: when you regained consciousness, what was the first thought in your head?
1: Oh, the first thought in my head was, this is not happening to me because I never got into the sport to win uh, the Olympia. I got into it just for a free membership to the gym. Yeah. And uh, here, lo and behold, I I won the, the highest... Title, 'cause uh you know when I was coming up they uh they really didn't look at me much you know i, I got overlooked a lot a whole lot. why do you they, think that is uh because um a lot of times the guys when they when they uh turn pro they have a lot of fanfare you know, they 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 turn pro in the u s and 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 the organization, the NPC, pretty much. While they, I know them already. With me, uh, I didn't have that fanfare. Uh, I, I turned pro like in a year. You know, most guys it take about you know five years, and they they build their popularity up. I didn't I didn't get a chance to do that. And plus, I didn't turn pro in the in the U.S. I turned pro in uh, Poland, another country. So <laughs> I had no fanfare. they kn- didn't know who I was or where I came from or nothing. and uh <laughs> when it's like that, it's like you're not known to the industry, so they, you know they don't really call you out. you know they calling out the guys that are well known and that have been built that fanfare up
0: yeah, uh, loneliest phase of your life.
1: Oh, I I don't really say I've had a pretty long, lonely face because uh, me and the family, you know, they've uh, been with me everywhere I've, I've gone. Uh, I remember when I graduated college, uh, they came, I, you know, I was from Louisiana and I lived in Louisiana my whole life. But when I graduated college, and I moved to Texas, once I got established, you know, my my, my whole family came there and uh, we we're s- still there. <laughs> so I hadn't had too much loneliness in my life because I've always had my family real close by me and we've always been real close, close-knit, you know. So it's been a wonderful experience my whole entire life.
0: You know, uh, one of the I mean, like, while people have a lot of thoughts about the world of bodybuilding, there's positive thoughts and some negative thoughts. One of the negative thoughts is, hmm, bodybuilding is a lonely sport. (laughs) But if someone meets you, you know, (sighs) you wouldn't feel so. Because one of the other negative stereotypes is that bodybuilders are sad people, but you're such a happy guy.
1: Oh, no, no. I'm totally opposite. Uh, Like I said, my whole family has been behind me. The whole... My my first contest, you know, my whole family came to it. My mom, my brother, sister, everybody. And uh, it was like that, you know, for a, a long time. Uh, I would even compete in other countries, and they would come to other countries to watch wow. me uh, compete. And, uh, of course, when I won the Olympia, you know, they were always there. And when I competed in the Olympia, they were always there. And when I won, they were, you know, there. So... My whole family—we've been pretty close uh, this whole entire trip. You know, this whole career that I've had, my whole family has been there. Even when I was winning all the Olympias, you know, my family was there, uh, helping me with uh, fan mail. It was helping me with uh, my food. My mom cooked all my food, and yeah, my my throughout your career. Uh, Oh yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah.
0: So those six meals you had, it, you actually
1: cooked by mama. Uh huh. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, my brother, he would help me with with stuff. You know, car car stuff or whatever I needed help with. My my sister would help. You know, clean the house and wash my clothes and everything. So Damn. everybody pretty much in the in the family had had a job, <laughs> and they all helped out. You know, the whole whole career so
0: that's how you win eight times?
1: Yeah, eight eight in a row, 98 to 05. Wow. <laughs> Every last one of those. Well, it was like uh, after I won one, I get maybe a day or two to, to enjoy it, and then it's right back try, trying to get ready for the next one. So uh, I'm just now, you know, kind of like, Getting the the thrill of the enjoyment of winning because I don't have to get ready no more. I can sit back, relax, and soak it all in and you know, do stuff like this <laughs> and, and and explain to people how hard it was to actually win those cause that was some real, real dark times, real dark days. Now, if you want to talk about loneliness, uh Tried being, you know, maybe maybe I was kind of long when I was getting ready because I couldn't go anywhere. I couldn't uh, go out to eat. I couldn't go to dinner, I, which is out to eat. I couldn't go to movies. I couldn't go to parties. couldn't go to weddings. I couldn't go anywhere. And I couldn't do anything either, you know. I couldn't go, like, to amusement parks, you know. <laughs> couldn't, couldn't go... Uh, just hang out, you know. Couldn't just hang out with friends and stuff. Everything was about bodybuilding. Uh, yeah, yeah, everything was for bodybuilding, you know. Okay. So, yeah, those those were some pretty dark days. <laughs> this is basically
0: throughout those eight years, and yeah, even yeah, even before exactly. and even after a little bit.
1: Oh yeah! Oh yeah! So, now, now, now after it was over, no, it was <laughs> it, it was time to relax. But, uh, I'm saying after my career, though, not after I won one, because like I said after I won one, it was trying to get, it was time to get ready, ready for the next one, you know, cause this is a 24, what, 365. <laughs> they job, they job pretty much for for the most part cause you, it can't really slip up, you know. Yeah. Cause you know, you got guys out there trying, trying to take your title. <laughs> they want it just as bad as you do, you know, because, they are working just as hard as you are. So you you got to stay committed.
0: So what's the edge? Why did you win so many times?
1: Because I, I stayed committed. <laughs> and uh, I trained uh, even harder, you know, after I won, you know. Uh, I can remember sometimes, you know, when they were trying to take it away from me and trying to change up the sport. And I would go and like really train extremely hard you know I, I go to the gym with an attitude you know so, saying you know stuff like if they want to go to war I'll take them to war and they they ain't gonna take this away from me you know I, I do stuff that you know i know other bodybuilders won't do you know <laughs> yeah, so- like squat 800 pounds, deadlift 800 pounds, leg press 20, 2300 pounds, bench press 500 for reps, you know, all that kind of stuff.
0: So I mean, it's a bit of a direct question. But do you think that because your volume of training was more than the other guys, that's what your technical edge was? But then there's also this attitude edge that you're talking about? The oh, commitment.
1: yeah, I, I know for a fact that, that was my tactical edge was because And like I said, I was doing stuff that other bodybuilders wouldn't do. Which is heavy lifting. Yeah, I probably couldn't do either, you know, because I was so determined, so focused, so motivated, so dedicated, you know, and uh, uh, I'd always persevere through just about anything, any kind of obstacle that's kind of like stood in my way. And uh, my faith was always real strong, too, so... I had just about everything at my disposal that I really needed to uh, you know, go out there and win eight Mr. Olympia's in a row.
0: <laughs> I'm also sure that there was an element of visualization, this whole mind-muscle connection. But oh, I just yeah. feel some guys have it more to have a cleaner mind-muscle connection. Oh, and yeah. as I hear you talk, as I was researching for this podcast, I realized... How much mentality is a part of who Ronnie Coleman is? Oh, yeah. Fair to say that that was another edge?
1: Oh, yeah, for sure.
0: That when you were lifting weights,
1: you were just with the weights and with your own body? Oh, yeah, for sure. Most of the time, I had already done it before I did it, you know. Because it's a visual uh, thing to uh, actually go in there and do it before it's already done. I can still remember that uh, when I was... Going to squat 800, it, about two weeks leading up to it, you know, I pictured, in my, I pictured it in my mind how I was going to do it, you know, how it was going to go. And, you know, I'd never, ever done that before in my life. And so uh, I just, because just, I had already done it, you know, uh, deadlifting, and I know that Anything I can pretty much deadlift, I can I can pretty much squat because I've been powerlifting for a long time, you know. And powerlifting is deadlift, squat, and bench. And my deadlift and my squat was always pretty much the same, you know. If I could uh, deadlift five hundred, I can squat five hundred. If I can deadlift seven hundred, I can uh, squat seven hundred. So when it came time for me to actually get up under that bar, I had already done it probably a million times in my mind, in my head, you know, and and nothing wasn't wasn't going to stop it, and uh, that's probably why I did two, because you know in my mind I was going to do two, even though I had you know like six, at least six, or seven that I could have done, went on and done, but. That's one of my biggest regrets that, you know, I had already pictured myself doing two, And uh, and that's, that was it, you know. If I'd uh, maybe pictured myself doing more than that, you know, I probably would have done <laughs> it. Because it was, it was light. You know, I, I know my strength. And uh, the first rep was real light. And I, it was like... 800 felt like a hundred, you know, to me, you know, it wasn't like 800 feels like 800, but when I deadlifted it, 800, it felt like 800. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was heavy, but you know, I I had the strength to, you know, to pull it up because I've been doing it for so long, Uh, uh, people don't understand how long it took me to, to get to that 800, you know, uh I think I started powerlifting when I was uh 14 15 years old doing deadlifts and stuff and I didn't do that 800 till I was uh almost 38 wow. years old and it took me that long to get to that cuz I couldn't have done it before then cuz I, I I I had been trying to deadlift you know I remember when I first tried 750 and it was like five years before I got the 800. And now, oh man, I wanted 750 so bad. <laughs> I tried everything in me to pull that up off the floor, and it it just wouldn't come past my knees. I got it up to here, you know, I couldn't lock it out like you're supposed to do before it to be official. And I remember that day like that, like, like it was yesterday, you know. So correct me if I'm wrong,
0: Uh, I personally feel because you lifted heavy and you had that base of powerlifting, you were able to pump out a lot more volume which helped your bodybuilding journey but Mm. also you had an athletic background. Exactly. Like you were training to become a footballer. I'm sure that helped you a little bit. Oh yeah, for sure. At least, you know, for the powerlifting which then helped you for the bodybuilding.
1: Mm -hmm, Exactly, for sure.
0: Would you say that Modern-day bodybuilders need to lift heavier because currently the narrative, it's different for different people because everyone's bodies are different. Exactly. But the narrative is about lighter weights and more reps.
1: Exactly. But do you think
0: <laughs> that the way you went was the more effective way to gain size?
1: Exactly. For sure. Size, definition, and uh, thickness. Because the, when the muscle is very thick, it looks bigger than what it is. Mm. You know, than a muscle just just sitting there you know when you you add thickness to it it, it, it is that much bigger because <laughs> that's sexy density <laughs> yeah it is that much bigger because it's so, so so much thickness into it now
0: yeah that's what stood out about you that's how we all remember ronnie Coleman. exactly <laughs> you know even even with the modern day uh bodybuilders you'd always have these gym conversations where someone brings up your name and (laughs) says, no one's like Ronnie Coleman.
1: Yeah, because nobody lifted like I did to get that, you know, thick muscle that I had. (laughs) But uh, uh, I remember how good it was back then. And now I'm like, you know... Can't believe I had that, you know. <laughs> How did it
0: feel when you were at your biggest? I'm assuming at your eighth Olympia, you were at your biggest.
1: Yeah, like I was saying, you know, I I didn't even I didn't even uh think about it, you know. I didn't even consider it. And now that it's all over with, I go back and I look at all those pictures, I'm like, wow. Uh-huh. I did that, but you didn't. You didn't feel like a no, war no, machine or anything. Uh, no, <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I did feel invincible because I remember, you know, when I was deadlifting 800 and squatting 800, I'm like, oh man, there ain't nothing I can't do. That's when, when I got to that 2,300 pound leg press, it was like, this ain't this ain't nothing for me. You know, yeah. oh. <laughs> there ain't nothing I can't do. That's why I got it for like nine reps, you know, instead of like one or two or three. I like, it. I ain't gonna have no regrets on this one. <laughs>
0: Before you went up on stage for a competition, say for for an olympia, mm-hmm, yeah. what was the energy with the other guys
1: like? Uh, I really didn't pay too much attention to the other guys when I was out, out there. I, I had a connection pretty much with within myself, and maybe with the audience because I'm, you know, I'm up there trying to uh, entertain and trying to enjoy myself at the same time, you know? So, you know, you're trying to put on a good show and you're trying to have fun at the same time. So so your, your mind is focused on that. And uh, you're so uh, focused on it that you don't think about nothing else but that. So the whole time, you know, I'm up on stage I'm thinking to myself you know i got a routine i gotta remember first of all (laughs) (laughs) and then i'm like okay gotta have fun with this and you know i gotta you know i gotta entertain the 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 crowd too while i'm at it so you're thinking about so many things other than you know the the competitors okay
0: um how does daily life change when you have that kind of a body on you like for example sitting in a car Or, you know, trying on clothes. Or if you don't mind me asking, like, how does someone's sex life change with that kind of body?
1: Oh, too much sex. (laughs) 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 That's for sure. But uh, as far as, you know, like, sitting in a car, that was some cars that I had bought and I had to get rid of because I gained too much weight for them. As far as trying on clothes... Uh, the only clothes I could try on were the ones that were tailor-made for me. You know, I I can't go to the store and just, like, try on a suit, you know, and all that kind of stuff. No, that's... And go, you know, pick out that, a shirt. That, 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 that ain't gonna happen. Tailored <laughs> so clothes for Big Ronnie. Yeah, yeah, even the police department, you know. From day one, my uniforms were tailored, you know, the first day on the job. Because even when I... Uh, Started working for the police department. I had twenty, probably twenty-two inch arms already. I, I was, I was still, I was, I was, I was already pretty big. And you know, I like, I've been training for about what <sighs> started when I was about twelve. Wow. So you know, these fifteen years or so, you know, and when I say fifteen, I'm talking about fifteen straight hard years, you know, because like I say, I was on the powerlifting team. <clears throat> most of that time and uh and I was very athletic you know playing football and stuff most of that time so I was always working out you know what
0: was your position in football middle linebacker
1: oh, <laughs> gotcha.
0: that's like defensive if I'm that's
1: kind of like the quarterback the, okay. of the defense you call out all the plays and everything like the captain of the defense yeah yeah captain you, you uh give all, all the signals and everything god
0: okay coming back <laughs> to your clothes
1: Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything and uh, uh, everything was tailor-made. For, from the, Like I said, even my first day on the job at the police department, they had me go to the city. Tailor uh, had my uniform fitted. Damn. Vests, everything, you know. I, I wouldn't <laughs>
0: want to be a criminal in your city with Ronnie Coleman <laughs> as a cop. <laughs> Super cop yeah, coming at
1: you. Yeah, because I was pretty... <laughs> I was pretty hard to deal with. <laughs> did you see some
0: twisted shit when you were a cop?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see crazy stuff, you know. There's a lot of murders, and you know, that happening out there. And a lot of bad stuff, and, you know. A lot of suicides and all this. Gangs, you know, fighting. Domestic violence. Yeah, you see it all. Did you, did you ever see anything that messed with your mind a lot? No, no, no. Some of the stuff you know, I saw. You know, I can still remember, but you know, nothing that just you know.
0: <laughs>
1: Was there man,
0: ga- character building in that phase? Uh,
1: yeah, you know, I I I've always been real strong minded. You know, I can I can look at things and see certain things and just kind of like uh rationalize it. You know, within my mind, you know, because. Like I said, I've always had a real strong faith and I've always believed uh, things happen for a reason. You know, uh, certain things are going to happen. To also, you, you know, you can't prevent a lot of violence and, you, you know, it's here to stay, you know, forever. It ain't never, ever going anywhere
0: (laughs) maybe that's where your humility comes from
1: yeah exactly exactly i guarantee that's where it comes from yeah you're (laughs) honestly one
0: of the biggest legends i've had on the show but you're also one of the most humble people i've had on the show let me just tell you that And we've done like almost 600 people on the show yeah something very different about you you're you're like i'm saying this with a lot of respect (laughs) sir but you're like a child on the inside yeah you know you're like there's a kid alive inside you
1: because uh I never, never let anything really get to me, you know, because I've always been even killed about just just about everything, you know. Because, like I said, my faith uh, has taught me that bad things are gonna happen uh, to good people, bad things are gonna happen to bad people. Uh, it's just evident, it's just cycle of living pretty much, you know, and ain't nothing, i can do to stop <laughs> it's just 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 part of life for the most part
0: did you ever have a phase where you were becoming arrogant with that no, kind of no no
1: no no because like i said uh i've always been humble i've always been even kid, i've always <laughs> knew certain things were going to happen you know and uh not well, nothing i, I could do to change it you know yeah I've never had a a closed mind. My mind has always been open to everything. Uh, I remember when I walked up on, you know, a double murder uh, that I uh, worked, you know, I'm like, oh, here we go again. (laughs) Another one gone, you know, another two people gone actually. But, you know, uh, it's, it's just, the circle of life, like I was saying, it's it just gonna happen. Bad stuff is gonna happen to good people. Matter of fact, these were two good people that uh, had let, let a homeless guy move in with them, you know, and he decided he was gonna rob him and take the money from him, and they weren't gonna give it to him, so he shot him and killed him. Damn. And they were good people, you know, just trying to trying to help help a guy out. He shot him and just walked, walked away like nothing happened we picked him up walking down the street you know like oh it's crazy world you, live, you know we live in <laughs> stuff like that happening ain't nothing nobody could have did to prevent it
0: man you've seen life like you know i'll tell you what um i've grown to respect the sport of bodybuilding so much because i have seen what it takes with some of my friends mm-hmm. who are into it, and they're not even competing on a, they're competing on a very normal level, like just for fun.
1: Yeah, And I can't exactly. imagine what your mind has been through. Exactly. I think well, I've tried to rationalize this but in my own mind, you know, by saying bodybuilding is probably the hardest sport in the world. Yeah, 100%.
0: You
1: know, even foot football players, basketball players, they go through a lot. You even golf, you know, you you, you go through a lot to to get to a, you know where where you are. But bodybuilding is is totally on a completely different level, you know. Is is totally the, on a completely different level.
0: Is the boringness of it the challenge?
1: No, no, yeah, yeah, it's the boringness and then you know the, the recycle thing of having to do the same thing day in and day out. And, you know, you can't go anywhere. You can't do anything, you know, if you want to be good at it, you know. If you want to be eight-time world champ, <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot to go through. And it's not rewarding at all, you know. After winning eight Olympias, that's what no, you feel? No, it's not rewarding. I mean... I got a hundred thousand dollars for winning each each one. You know, look at these guys, and and look what I had to go through to get it. You know, you know all the shots I had to take and all the uh, food I had to eat. You know, stuff. You have to stuff yourself <laughs> if, you, if you want to be big. The only way to get big is eat food. That, that's the only way. I, And I didn't know that, you know, coming into it. I thought if I lifted a lot of weight and uh, lifted real heavy, you know, I would get out more more muscle. I didn't know you had to eat so much food (laughs) until I, you know, won my first Olympia. I'm like, God, I mean, the food I had to eat to win that first Olympia, a- ain't no ordinary person could have done that. Six you know, meals a day? Six and meals a day. A pound and, of chicken in every meal. Yeah, and uh, I-, I can't do it in a day. I have to get up in the middle of the night and go and eat and go back to bed. You know, <laughs> you have to eat regardless of whether you're hungry or not, you know.
0: So you, there were days where you'd stuff yourself just to get the protein in?
1: Yeah, exactly. mm mm-hmm. And there were days I had to stuff myself for a long time to, to, for, before my body got used to eating that much food. When I got with the, my nu- my nutritionist that uh, <clears throat> helped me to win those eight Miss Olympias, I didn't eat that much because I didn't think I had to. I, I thought, you know, if I just uh, go and... Uh, Work out real hard. Take some of the drugs that we have to take. You know, I get the muscle. Oh no. <laughs> no, do you know you're not. You have to eat and you have to stuff yourself.
0: That's the biggest challenge?
1: Yeah, that, that's the biggest challenge. Just you know, stuffing that all, all that food. You know, I used to eat what? Ten ounces of food and thought that was enough, you know. He my nutritionist like you got to eat sixteen. I'm like, whoa, that's a lot of food. <laughs> and I'll sit there and I I I, I get the I I got, I got the fourteen, you know, and I'm like, I didn't go, I didn't try to eat just sixteen at one time because I'm like, I looked at it and I like, oh no, I can't eat that. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start with like you know thirteen or fourteen and work my way up. Do you poop a lot? oh yeah after every meal just about after every meal after
0: every meal so you're pooping six times a day exactly damn <laughs> did you ever have days where you didn't have
1: motivation to no do no worlds? no you were mm-hmm. motivated throughout oh yeah why because <laughs> yeah. uh i wanted to be the world champ <laughs> and uh i'd be willing to do just about anything to do to be the world champ
0: why did you want to be the Lord John
1: Because you're the best <laughs> the best I always get the most respect, you know, and you want to be respected for all that hard work that you put in. Respect you want to be respected for all that hard work that you put in? you know because there are some other guys out there working you know hard too, that don't get it, you know, like me, before I won, you know, I was working just as hard as I was when I won. <laughs> At least I thought I was, you know. To me, I was, you know. Of course, like I said, I did have to do a little bit different, you know, it was a little bit di- different from uh, not being Miss Olympia to me being Miss Olympia. Okay. Uh, for me to to win the Olympia, I had to, uh, you know, increase everything. I had increased my cardio, my food, supplements, everything, you know, I literally changed to another person. You know, so <laughs> I'll
0: be very transparent with you about something. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know if this is the case in America, but in India, in a lot of gyms, you'll see two kind of uh, fitness enthusiasts. The first one is just in fitness for fitness. The second one, and this happens in a lot of Indian gyms, the second one is slightly insecure, and they compare themselves to other people, uh, and yeah. they'll try pulling down other people. They'll they'll insult other people for losing some size. I don't know if this is the case in America.
1: Oh yeah, for it sure. is. it is the case. There's always <laughs> two kinds of people. Yeah, there's
0: the positive energy guys and the negative <laughs> yeah. energy guys. Oh yeah, yeah so for
1: sure. same then, thing.
0: Same thing happens there? Yeah, same thing. So the, the negative energy guys are always competing with each other. There's a lot of angst around uh, them. Which uh-huh. is why a lot of kids actually leave the gym. They don't <laughs> want to be in that environment with those kind of guys. Yeah. And all the exactly. negative energy guys are kind of filling their uh, sense of confidence through their bodies. Because they're actually insecure about something else that they're making up for in the gym. Exactly. Uh, I, I don't <laughs> sense that at all from you. You're like a peak positive exactly. energy guy. But so... You know, the negative energy guys have something to say about the winners, especially because a lot of people enjoy watching winners fall. Exactly.
1: Oh, yeah. A lot of you, you know, I've been, (laughs) I've had uh, the worst critics out there.
0: Yeah, so um, with, with you, a lot of people, you know, they say, oh, eight times Olympia. But now he's dealing with injuries. Yeah, yeah. That's one mm-hmm. of them. What's your response to those people? Uh, I'm still an eight-time Miss Olympia. <laughs> <laughs> how do you Regardless.
1: feel when someone says something like that? It don't affect me at all because nobody knows how I feel about it. <laughs> Most of the time, I only read or hear about it. You know, somebody had to tell me about it. <laughs> I'm sorry, so, I didn't mean I, to. I, 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 no, 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 no. It, it, come on now you know i'm aware of it <laughs> that's why i don't read about it uh sometimes i do you know sometimes i don't but uh yeah and nothing can really bring me down you know I, i've been a positive person my whole entire life and you know you, you think i'm gonna let some somebody say bring me down come on i'm probably one of the The luckiest guys in the whole wide world. You know, God gave me the gift that he didn't didn't give nobody else on this earth. (laughs) So why should I ever, ever, ever be sad or or mad about something? You know, I I, I got a reason to be extremely happy for the rest of my life. Yeah.
0: And it's very genuine happiness. Anyone who's listening to this podcast can feel your happiness. Yeah, exactly.
1: Because... Ain't nothing nobody can do to bring me down. Nothing. Nothing. You you can say what you want to say.
0: Uh, you spoke about God's gifts for you. Yeah. Do you think that genetics plays a very big role in bodybuilding?
1: Uh no for a fact it does. Hundred (laughs) percent, right? If God don't give it to you, you ain't gonna get it. It ain't gonna happen.
0: Was your genetic gift both the size and the strength? Exactly. That was your genetic gift. Yep, exactly. But what would you say would be like Phil Heath's genetic gift or Jay Cutler's genetic gift? Same
1: things? No, no. Different no. things. Different things, yeah. Like what would be theirs? Uh, probably size, and you know, I mean, if if you want to say strength, it's gonna also be on another another level. It's not gonna be on you know a, a normal person's level. Hmm. They're they're on the same level as you know another bodybuilder gotcha. uh, you know <laughs> no, fair. um not like mine you know <laughs> I, I
0: have to ask you this one question and please give us a very transparent brutal answer because you're the only person who can answer exactly this. um why do we not see a mr olympia uh competitor from india do you think it's genetics do you think that's the reason do you think it's training do you think it's the diet
1: Oh, yeah, for sure. Which which factors? All of them you just mentioned. All of it? Yeah, yeah.
0: I have a strong belief that Indians are genetically really blessed here. Yeah. Like, we're great at technology <laughs> yeah. and
1: mathematics. But Because it was the Indian doctor who fixed me. Uh, I had uh, gone to these American doctors for... Uh, Oh man, see, I had my first surgery in 2015 and uh, he finally fixed it in 2018, 19. You know, they kept putting all these screws in me that kept breaking. I went to him, he put screws in me that's still there. As in, the Indian doctor was good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: So I, I know for a fact that Indians are high IQ and really good at like brain related stuff, but we're not necessarily the most athletic. There's some parts of the country mm-hmm. which are really athletic up in North India. Haryanvis, Punjabis, uh Exactly. I mean, I'm generalizing here, but North India has a lot of athleticism, especially. Exactly. But I don't know if you've interacted with too many North Indians. You probably have. But do you think those genetics are good enough for the Olympia stage?
1: Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. They are. They are good enough, yeah. They're so, good enough. But you also gotta have the the mentality. You gotta have uh you gotta do what it takes to 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 get on that stage you know you know some guys may not want to eat certain things you know like beef and you know all this stuff bodybuilders have to eat to be the best you know i I ate a ton of beef
0: you think (laughs) a
1: ton of chicken ate a ton of turkey
0: red meat plays a big role
1: Uh, for me it did you know not a big role because i only ate it once a day um uh, mostly it was just a lot of chicken you know for the most part
0: do you do you think just with chicken and fish you'll be able to build oh big- yeah
1: for sure yeah for sure okay. you can but you probably can't look like i did <laughs>
0: <laughs> so you think red meat actually is one of the reasons you had that kind of thickness oh, oh yeah for sure yeah i know yeah. for a fact it did <laughs> can, can i give you a very layman's perspective like i'm not a bodybuilder yeah. but i've lifted weights for yeah. a while in my life uh, I'm vegetarian for the last five years because of my yoga. Yeah. Okay, I'm yeah. more into my yoga is yeah. my focus right now. Yeah. But I ate meat for 25 years of my life. Yeah. Uh, you know, a lot of vegans will say that, you know, no, you'll be able to build a body with vegan. I don't believe that <laughs> because I've been on both sides. I've tried yeah. veganism as well. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you do lose a significant amount of size and strength when you leave
1: meat. Exactly. You agree it's, with me? It's, right? it's normal. Because protein what builds muscle. You got to eat a lot of protein. Yeah, and, and that's, that's that's why you know I eat six hundred grams a day. <laughs> How much protein do you eat now? Maybe about two, three hundred grams a day. Okay, even that's a lot. <laughs> exactly. Why do you need to eat that much now? Because I'm I, I'm still a big guy, you know, so I, I still have to eat, you know, so kind of big, you know. <laughs> okay. Because before I got in uh, bodybuilding. I eat a lot of, you know, meat and, you know, I eat a, a lot. I eat a lot, even before I body bed. Do you eat like junk food occasionally now? Uh, every now and then, yeah. What do you, what do you like eating? <laughs> I might have a, you know, a bag of chips or <laughs> soda, you know, here and there. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, do you like Indian food?
1: No, no, no. Too, I, too much masala? Too much uh, spice. Too much, too much spice. spice. I, I can't, I can't do with. Spices. I'm I'm used to eating bland food, you know. Mm, that's uh, what your system needs. My whole entire life, you know, I've right. eaten bland. So when you eat a little Indian food, does it become too much for you? It's way too much. Like way, your system heats up. Like my system, uh, it, uh, it 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 comes right out of my system. Uh, like two bites, and I'm Damn. in the bathroom
0: because your body's used to, to bland non-spice. food. Yeah, non-spice.
1: <sighs> Got and it. you try to put some spice in there like no no, no don't do that to me Damn, <laughs> get this out <laughs> so when
0: you're traveling in india what do you eat uh
1: plain chicken <laughs> maybe with barbecue sauce on it or like ketchup on it gotcha yeah and uh uh i'll I try to find like you know buffalo you know they don't have a lot of beef here so I, i'll eat buffalo you know I, 'Cause it's the same to me. <laughs> right. Buffalo and uh beef is pretty much the same to me. Uh, you know, and all the other stuff that I eat, you know. Fair. I don't eat a lot, you know. I it's just mostly chicken and steak, you know. <laughs> are you are you comfortable talking about the steroid side of things? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Because so, everything that I, I I put in my body, you know, I, I was doctor prescribed, you know. So. Yeah. And and uh Every four four months, I would get a uh, checkup. Make sure uh, liver was right, kidney was right, uh, heart was right. You know, I'd have everything checked. Was there ever a phase I've where never had a problem?
0: There was never a phase where something was wrong, like the heart, kidney, like, because a doctor was guiding you through exactly. the whole process,
1: through the whole process. This and is what, I
0: was getting everything checked out. This is what most people don't understand about using steroids. Yeah, that yeah. you need
1: a doctor to write you a whole plan. Yeah, a regular you, gym trainer may or may not be able to help you. You need to have your body checked out. At least every, at least six months. You know, don't do don't, don't go six months without checking. it, You know. When- I've, I've never went six months without checking it, even now. When was the first time you took steroids? See, <sighs> oh, it was probably 1995 or 1996, somewhere in there. You were 29, 30. I was 30 years old, the first time ever. Okay. Mm-hmm. And- I can remember, you know, like it was yesterday, <laughs> because I was so afraid to do all that stuff back then, you know. Who told why- you to do it? Well, I got a lot of information from Flex Wheeler. He gave me a lot of information. You know, Flex had, you know, he'd been around, he'd won a lot of stuff. And I'm like, man, I wonder what he's doing. So, you want to find out from somebody what they're doing, you go straight to him and ask him. You don't go to, you know, some fan on the street or you don't go to his friend, uh, you go to him, you know. And and hopefully he'll tell you, you know. And with Flex, he, he, he was, quite honest with me, because everything he told me, you know, worked.
0: Do you remember the dosage and what you took?
1: Uh, no, no. Okay, don't worry. You know, it's been so long ago. Uh, it was just normal. I just know it was like normal dosage. It, people think I took, you know, like massive, massive amounts. I'm like, no, no. If I took massive, massive amounts, I don't think I'd be sitting here, you know, like I said, you know, the amounts that I took, uh, I always checked and made sure that my body was functioning right and everything was functioning right. That's why I, I looked like I did on stage. Even though, even though I was big and muscular, I looked healthy. If you go back and look at some, you look at my skin, you you know, you know some guys, their skin is bad when they up there <laughs> like that. I didn't have a lot of, my, my skin wasn't bad at all, you know. Uh, I, I, I see it for myself. <laughs> I'm looking at the other guy with all these pimples and all this red marks all over their body. And I'm like, holy hell no, I wouldn't want to look like that. You know, and all these veins everywhere and crazy. And like, oh man. Uh-uh, I ain't trying to, I'm not trying to go out like that. You prioritized your health, which is exactly. why you did it with a doctor. Yeah. And
0: because your health was great, your training turned
1: out great. Yeah, my and my co- body turned out great too on stage. Yeah, my and question everything. to you
0: is, were there guys who probably did a bigger dosage than you did?
1: Oh, I know for a fact that I, was, I talked to a few of them that did. You know, like, mm, no, dude, I like they ain't doing nothing like that. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this also a culture in the
0: U.S. because it's a culture in India where a lot of gym trainers actually give eighteen-year-old steroids? They give teenagers steroids. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if that's a culture there. Oh yeah, it's, that is a
1: culture. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, do you have anything to say about that? Like, hey, yeah. you know me. I don't judge anybody. I always say to each his own. You know, people gonna do what they wanna do. You only got one life to live, and it is up to you to live it how you want to. Uh, for me, you know, I don't want nobody telling me what to do. You know, I, like you say, I, I didn't take steroids until I was like 30 years old, you know? That because that's what I wanted to do. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I didn't feel comfortable doing it till I, I was that age. I
0: think my concern is all the other stuff that you have to take with steroids to do it in a safe way, for the sake of your liver, your exactly. kidney, your head. Exactly. That's what they don't know about enough. Not exactly. every trainer knows about that other stuff. Yeah, and
1: I, I read a lot before I, I even took, I read books, you know, I'm, I was. I, I was, <laughs> I wanted to do it as safe as possible. i just say it like that. Yeah. Because I was so afraid to do it.
0: And there's easily a way that it can go wrong if you don't do it in a safe
1: way. Yeah. And I don't understand people that don't do it's, it safely. It's, it's because of the lust for that kind of a body. Yeah. Yeah. You got a point there. Yeah. You exactly. Know, especially when it's. They deep. don't think about what they are doing to their bodies. You know, they just want to be. Big and muscular. Can I, t- <laughs> I never had that desire because I was always big and muscular.
0: <laughs> Can I take you back to 1995, the first time you did it?
1: Yeah.
0: Um, when you did the steroids for the first time, how does it feel? Like what changes in your body? You're able to absorb more protein and you're able you to grow what? harder.
1: I didn't even think of it like that. I'm, I'm just thinking of, you know, this is what I got to do to compete. Gotcha. Yeah, and I can remember kind of like looking at myself. I'm like, and you know, when I, while I was doing it, you know, I, I didn't I didn't see the changes. I didn't see the changes till I got the the magazine in my hand. I'm like, whoa, I, I changed, <laughs> you know? Cause I'm not a mirror person, you know. I, I don't just get in the mirror and just flex and <laughs> you know how I look to myself. Yeah, I, I've never, ever done that, ever done that. Even to this day, I have not never looked in the mirror and to see how I look. You know, as I'm speaking with you, I'm realizing that the football
0: player inside you is very much alive. Yeah, and that yeah, football, I mean, the sports mentality. Yeah,
1: and, and, and the normal guy is also alive in me. Because <laughs> I'm, if I'm in the mirror, it's to either do my hair or brush my teeth or something like that is never to see how my muscles are. Okay. I always relied on other people to tell me how they look, not myself. How does it feel having that much testosterone in your body? To me it's normal. Everything is normal for me, you know. I don't even notice it. Because I was even I was even stronger before all of that stuff. Remember I was telling you I was trying to deadlift 750 and I got it, you know, without steroids and stuff. I was strong. I was deadlifting and squatting seven, eight hundred, seven pounds, seven hundred pounds without it. Uh, I was lifting bench press and stuff like that without it, 400 pounds without it. So to me, you know, it didn't make a big, big difference. You know, it ain't like uh, one day I was doing, 200 pounds, and the next day I was doing 400 or 500, you know. It, 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 everything was always gradual, you know. It was like, now I'm at 500. I mean, now I'm at 600. Now I'm at 700, you know. Now I'm at 800. <laughs> Your
0: focus was just the training.
1: Yeah, it was always just the training, you know. I was never trying to, you know, like, be real strong. I'll I, I just say it like that. Only time I was trying to be strong is when I was competing uh, in powerlifting for the most part.
0: Does sex play a role in bodybuilding? No, I don't think so. Nothing at all?
1: No, no, no. I don't think so. (laughs) Matter of fact, uh, I I know so. (laughs) 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 I was uh, just as sexually active without, if anything... Uh, i i i wasn't uh, sexually active you know but
0: with an increase in testosterone in yeah, your bloodstream yeah, you do you feel you don't, you don't, you don't, more you, turned on
1: no you're not it's not just the same no, you 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 less turned on you're less turned on yeah you less at least i was i will just say it like that i don't know with somebody else why though because <sighs> your body ain't used to it you know i didn't i, I didn't grow up you know doing that and I didn't start doing that until I was, like, 30 years old. Like, the body- so, Yeah, it's like I'm putting these foreign substances in my body, and it's like, you know, I ain't used to that. Mm. <laughs> so I'm not going to act, you know, that way, you know. So I can guarantee you I was less sexually active without it. With, with it, I mean, with it. Because when I was getting ready for a show... Uh, I didn't I didn't I didn't I wouldn't I wasn't having sex <laughs> you weren't having sex <laughs> no none, none at all were none you all. were you
0: letting one out once in a while
1: no no not not you even were, that not you were even. retaining no uh, I wasn't doing nothing so I was yeah. you, you were no nofap yeah I was like no sex no nothing no masturbation no nothing you know it's just like I'm focusing on t- trying to win the Olympia for the most part, you know.
0: But uh, did you consciously not masturbate for the sake of your testosterone? Or- no,
1: no, no, no. It just didn't happen. It, it just didn't happen. Gotcha. No. Uh, I, I just wasn't <sighs> horny. I just wasn't in, into it because, like I said, I'm, I'm, uh, I got one thing in mind: that's winning the Olympia. Wow. Uh, sex wasn't. It wasn't a part of that. <laughs> it wasn't going to help me win the Olympia. So uh, I don't need that. <laughs> but I do need this food and, you know, whatever the, whatever drugs I had to take and whatever supplements I had to take. I, I, I needed all that stuff. I'll just say it like that. <laughs> I didn't need sex. <laughs> Does it
0: affect your sex life, having that kind of mm. muscle uh, mass on your body?
1: No, 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 not at all. It's the same. Mm-hmm yeah it's the same yeah it, it doesn't affect you at all okay did you work
0: on flexibility as well
1: like oh yeah 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 I, I I stretched i stretched a lot you know i could do f- splits and everything on stage oh wow uh-huh. and I, you mean like okay do you think the flexibility i stretched, I stretched every night for like 20-30 minutes wow mm-hmm as right. soon as i get out of the treadmill i would stretch about for like 20-30 minutes do you think stretching
0: plays a role in hypertrophy
1: yeah yeah for sure yeah
0: like in what way
1: Uh it makes the body you know flexible and uh you can do anything you want to do pretty much it don't it, it 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 takes limitations away you know it takes the limitation of being non-flexible you know i can be normal you know if i stretch whereas If I didn't, I you know I couldn't probably bend over and tie my shoe or whatever. (laughs) So stretching helped me be normal. I just say like that.
0: You were so focused on functional fitness as well. It wasn't just bodybuilding. Exactly. (laughs) Are there bodybuilders who don't stretch? Who don't focus on stretching?
1: And Uh, it's kind of hard to say, you know, because I've always stretched. Because when I was, I I, I tell you what got me into stretching: uh, football. You know, we stretched every single day in football. And uh, I was used to stretching. So I, I, I when I left football, I kept doing it. <laughs> and that's why, like I said, I was able to do splits on stage and stuff. Even at 330 pounds, I could still do it. Okay. You know, no matter how big I got, I was still flexible. <laughs>
0: What's happening now in life? Like, what do you think about nowadays?
1: <sighs> Oh, nowadays I, I just I just think about you know trying to you know maintain living uh, a, a happy and joyous life you know because now I got family got kids got wife you know um, <laughs> so I, I still got enough to keep me real real busy and I am extremely busy. <laughs> yeah. As you can see, I'm over here for like two weeks now, you know, and before I was here, I was in Dubai for a week. <laughs> and when I get home, I still got more appearances to do.
0: <laughs> if one of your kids comes up to you and says that they want to take up bodybuilding, what do you say to your kid? Go
1: for it. you support your kid? 100%. Just like my mom did me, you know, <laughs> nobody uh discouraged me from doing nothing you know when like when i got ready to be a police officer you know nobody said man don't do that that's a dangerous job you know it was like go for it you know do it do what you want to (laughs) do
0: what's the biggest thing your mother
1: taught you uh my biggest thing my mother taught me is the you know whatever you want to do go out there and do it but you know uh do it uh um uh, uh joyfully you know do it joyfully and do it with some passion <laughs> and, and 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 that's the way it's always been for me <laughs>
0: you're such a happy person i can't imagine you going through a sad phase of your life there was never a sad never, phase.
1: never a sad phase in my life even when i was uh I remember I was working for Domino's Pizza and I had that college degree. And I'm like, I'm gonna I'm find a way to make this work and enjoy it. And that's what I did for like two years. I didn't like, you know, throw a pity party for myself and say, I shouldn't be struggling like this cause I, you know, worked so hard in college and I studied so hard in college, which I did. You know, I studied every single day Regardless of what was going on, I was studying after football practice, you know, every single day. That's what I did. I went to my room and I studied hard, sometimes so hard that I didn't even sleep. (laughs) I'd get so involved with my studies that I forgot I had to sleep, you know, and still, well, I didn't get no sleep tonight. I guess I go ahead. Take this test and do the best I can <laughs> and think about sleeping later. You know young, you can do that kind of stuff too.
0: <laughs> you were starting to become an accountant, right? Mm-hmm, That's yeah. crazy, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> can't yeah. imagine Ronnie Goldman being had like-
1: <laughs> You you in accounting. I I remember when when I first got into accounting, it was so simple and easy. I got to a, I got to intermediate accounting and it was a different story. <laughs> it was hard, real hard. Harder than Olympia. Uh, like it was like it, yeah yeah no no it wasn't that hard. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't <nothing laughs> hard, it wasn't that hard. But it was hard. Like man, what I why did what did I get what did I get myself into? Uh, it's too late to change my major back to what it was because when I went to school initially, uh, I didn't know what I was going to major in, so I was like, Only reason why I went because my friends went, you know, and I didn't want to be left behind at home, so I'm like, I'm going to school too, <laughs> I'm going to college too. So when I got there, I'm like, oh, Man, what am what I going to major in now? What am I going to study? I didn't know what I was gonna study. So I just went and asked me, hey, man, what are, you, what are you taking up while you're here? What are you taking up? What are you taking up? And most people I, I talked to said, I'm management, you know, management, management, you know, something, something simple and easy, I guess. So I'm like, okay, that that sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm gonna take up management too. And then uh, I got some accounting courses while I was taking management and one of my instructors said, man, you been good at this accounting stuff. You ought to change your major. You." You make a whole lot more money in accounting than you would management. I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I changed, and uh, I kind of regretted it when I got the intermediate accounting. Like, oh, you didn't tell me it's gonna get this hard. <laughs> <laughs> how
0: How was it growing up in Louisiana?
1: Oh, it was it was uh, easy. You yeah. know, it wasn't it wasn't no violence. You know. We didn't fight with each other. Uh, I, I I I never had a fight. As a matter of fact, but like I said, I was pretty. <laughs> <laughs> I was pretty big and pretty strong too. So, so no one I, nobody, took you on. nobody would fight me, you know. But uh, uh, you know, it, it was simple. It was a simple life, you know. You know, you went to school every day, and you, know, you went to football practice, track practice, baseball. Uh, basketball practice you know I, I played all the sports you know <laughs> coming up and uh you just enjoy life and i had a job one time i had like three jobs <laughs> this is all through your 20s it was all in my uh teens oh wow okay. i got my first job when i was about nine ten years old what did you do i was uh i was uh sweeping the parking lot you know, cleaning up the parking lot and cleaning up inside the store, and stocking drinks and stuff like that. You know, that's one at a, of the at a, at a convenience store.
0: That's one of the big differences between America and India. This is what a lot of Indians notice when we travel to your country. Yeah, that every job is respected. There's no disrespect attached mm-hmm. to any. Job. Here, mm-hmm. there's a big angle of disrespect and oh, blue no, and no, white no, collar, no. uh,
1: which is why <laughs> kids start working early as well. Like, exactly. Yeah, I was 19 years old when I got that job, and I kept it. Until I graduated college. I I worked that job when I came home for, you know, like Christmas break or spring break or some kind of break. I went there and worked, you know. (laughs) How are you liking this podcast? Oh, no, it's nice. It's uh, laid back, (laughs) but they all are. (laughs) (laughs) You're feeling comfortable? (laughs) Yeah, Uh, just as comfortable as I can be. (laughs) There's a lot of Indian
0: fans uh, who want to know things from you you know and i'm kind of one of the ways to relay all those questions i think there's a lot of steroid use that's not spoken about openly oh yeah you for know sure. people <laughs> often blame women and say oh you've got plastic surgery done but <laughs> the thing is even guys have their own versions of plastic
1: surgery exactly <laughs> which is steroid use and uh,
0: i think in the modern day for certain professions it is justified because you're supposed to look a certain way on screen or on stage yeah
1: exactly
0: but people are hush-hush about it no one wants to talk about it openly
1: exactly <laughs> so
0: uh I want to ask you, are you able to look at someone and say oh, that, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you're yeah. able to like, uh, say that, okay, this person's probably done. steroids. Oh, yeah,
1: oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay. So
0: there's an exercise we've planned, uh, okay. where I'm going to show you some very famous international physiques. Oh, okay. And tell me what goes on in your head in terms of what do you see in their body that says, yeah, they've probably done steroids. Oh, okay. Just so that people understand how to spot someone who's done steroids and who's not <laughs> for sure. So, Let's start with uh, Chris Hemsworth physique. So what about this body gives it away, sir? So?
1: Uh, like, that, um, see... You can see the way it's shaped. The way it's shaped? Uh-huh. You mean the shoulders? Mm-hmm. Thick and The thickness of it. Got it.
0: This is not naturally
1: achievable? Uh... Probably is naturally attainable, but... Uh, uh, maybe not for him. <laughs> <laughs> why Why do you think not? For because he's not an athlete. Exactly,
0: he's So, a, pretty much a, an actor, you know.
1: <laughs>
0: so for an athlete, this kind of body is probably possible, uh, but maybe not for yeah, him. Exactly, okay. yeah. Can you type Cristiano Ronaldo body? So how does a normal person achieve a body like this?
1: Oh, just do a lot of hard work, dedication, you know, eating the right food, eating, eating healthy. Yeah.
0: This is him at his peak. So, you know, when he turned 30, he started losing size consciously because his position also changed. Like he stopped being a winger and he started being a striker. So he was running less. He was doing less on the field. Uh, Type Ronaldo, Manchester United body. And I think uh, for, yeah, UTD. Can you, I don't know if you can tell, but he's lost a lot of size. Yeah. Like, as soccer fans, we could have... This is, I think, the natural progression of a guy uh-huh. in his 30s. Exactly. <laughs> but this is still natural.
1: Yeah, it's still natural, yeah. Okay. Do you know who Brock Lesnar is? Yeah. I ain't really paid a lot of attention to his body, though, you know. Uh, from what I've seen, he don't really look like he's really taking anything.
0: What do you think of this? Nah,
1: nah. That's just natural progression of a guy who's worked hard and genetically gifted and genetically gifted yeah i don't okay. look like he's taking anything not to me but what in this
0: body gives it away that he's natural like the lack of definition on he, his shoulders mm-hmm,
1: lack of definition all over his body pretty much you know look at his legs there's nothing there look at mm. his uh, arms really nothing there and shoulders nothing there what about when he's older like you think he's still off of steroids though? oh yeah mm-hmm. okay Still look natural to me. I okay. don't look like he's taking anything.
0: Okay. Uh, <laughs> how about Dwayne, uh, the Rock? Uh, yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> you think the Rock has taken Stuart? <laughs> yeah. Do you think he took Stuart? He Wait. probably took a little, a little bit of something. here and there. <laughs> Not a lot, you know. Again, for the sake of his
0: job, yeah, I feel.
1: Yeah. So what, what gives it away? Look at it. It's all kind of cut up a little bit, and, you know. The definition. The, uh, the definition is everywhere on on his body okay um, I, could, I could be wrong, but you know <laughs> it's very likely very very uh, unlikely <laughs> very unlikely that he's natural it's very unlikely <laughs> okay
0: uh what's a like non bodybuilder's physique that you admired a lot who was
1: probably natural
0: uh
1: i mean anybody that's you know worked hard to you know get 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 what they have, you know.
0: LeBron James. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Uh, LeBron. David Le- any 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 athlete, you know. Yeah, I can look at him and you know, admire. Them. I, I I've seen a lot of uh, football players, a lot of basketball players, you know. Uh, you you can tell they have worked hard hmm. to uh, attain the body, especially LeBron. You know, I mean, <laughs> look at him now. And he's still just, uh, people always say, you know, I'm quite sure he, he don't jump as high as he used to and all that mm. kind of stuff. But, you know, he's gotten a lot older, you know, but he's still a, a, a hell of an athlete, you know. Yeah. And he, he, he's still not normal, you know. In, in, in genetically other words, gifted. Yeah, yeah, still genetically gifted it in a major way. Okay. Major how, way.
0: How about Mike Tyson at his peak, Mike Tyson body?
1: Yeah, I don't think Mike ever took anything. He, he just looked so natural to me. Kind of like in that Brock Lesnar zone. Yeah, yeah, like Brock Lesnar. Yeah, even right there. Right there. Mm. Yeah, I mean, he, he, just looked, he just looked like a natural guy to me. I am not like he took anything. Got it.
0: Okay, so I think the key is a lot of definition around the shoulders yeah. and um a lower fat percent than yeah, normal exactly am i right like <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. okay all right i think that's about it so i just i wanted to get into your head a little yeah, bit yeah. just to understand how it works yeah, yeah um john cena you know john cena
1: oh yeah john yeah he, I, I think he somewhere along along the way it took some little, little something
0: okay but for a body like that, do you have to take it over a long period of time? Or?
1: No, no, no. You, you don't have to take it over a long period of time. You, you can just do just a short period of time. Okay. You can do like three, four months at a time, you know. In a year? Uh-huh. Like even when I was competing, I never did it all the time. I I just did a certain time, you know. It, it, it could probably be like seven months on, five months off, you know, something like that. Gotcha. Same thing with John, you know, probably the same thing, you know, probably do it maybe two or three months out of the year and then and just not not have to do it no more. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because <laughs> yeah. he's only, you know, taking off his clothes <laughs> <laughs> a short amount of time, no, you no. know. It's not like he's like every day he's, he's, he's taking off his clothes. Right. Let's now change the game a little
0: bit and go to Ronnie Coleman body.
1: I <laughs> <laughs> always thought I was on uh, even when I wasn't. <laughs> yeah. I uh, qualified for the Olympia and everything. Turned pro and everything, naturally.
0: What was your fat percentage? Your .03? .3. .3? Point three. Point three.
1: Yeah. 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> How did this feel? Uh, just the n- same. Normal for me, yeah. <laughs> yeah, just normal for me.
0: But there was no, no kind of brain haze or nah, anything at that No, 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 no,
1: it's just normal for me, you know. How do you feel when you see these photos? Uh, Normal. <laughs> <laughs> You're used to it now. Yeah. Like, uh, are you proud of yourself? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I know what I had to do to, to get like that. <laughs> How about- A lot of hard work. Yeah. A lot. Yeah, that photo. <laughs> Man, even, look at you this. Know, even, even even in all these photos you see, I, 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 I still had uh, issues, you know like what Pretty this, you know at this point as well. Yeah, yeah, at this from point football. Point, yeah, yeah, uh-huh yeah. Damn. What was your favorite muscle for yourself, like your personal favorite? Oh man she, I always tell everybody I, 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 I enjoyed all of them. <laughs> no, no favorite? I didn't really have a favorite. You know, I enjoyed everything. <laughs> I would assume your quads. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no, it wasn't my favorite. I, 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 It was one of my favorites. You know, I just say it like that. And so was chest, you know, tricep, back. <laughs> what was your least, least favorite muscle to train? I didn't have any. <laughs> I, I just like training. Whatever I, I had to train. <laughs> yeah. I, little
0: stupid question, but... Did you have a fixed rep range that you followed?
1: Like for yeah, repetitions? Yeah, I, I always had a fixed rep range. Always. Which was what? Uh, Sometimes it was like 20, 30, you know. Uh, 10, 15. Yeah, it was, it was always fixed. And you, you used to rotate it? Uh-huh, yeah. Okay. I rotated it. So, like... For so
0: every body part, yeah. At, you know, when you were at your biggest... Are you comfortable talking about a chest workout that you did oh, yeah, back then? Yeah. Like what was the rep range you followed?
1: It, it was the same. Uh, I, I always did the same. It was like 20, 15, 12 and 10. 20, 15, 12, 10, mm-hmm. four sets. Yeah.
0: And you take it to failure in every set?
1: Uh-huh,
0: yeah. Every set you'd burn yourself out? Uh, uh yep. Every set
1: i burn myself out.
0: Okay. And that was the big key to growing to this size mm-hmm. as well from yep. a training perspective. Oh, yeah,
1: for sure. Okay. Yeah. Do you get bored being asked these questions? No, because- no, 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 not at all. Okay. Yeah, people want to know because that's why I'm here, you know. Did you ever try training in like a lower rep range, like three to
0: six? Or no, three to eight? no
1: yeah, yeah, when I did powerlifting, I did but not once not not, not
0: not bodybuilding never and what's the highest rep range you went to like did you ever do 40 reps or 50 reps or anything like that
1: oh yeah i've done 100
0: <laughs> and you feel it added some size uh no <laughs> <laughs> just just for fun just for fun yeah <laughs> but it didn't play a role in your bodybuilding
1: no no it didn't play no role whatsoever so for a
0: pro bodybuilder nah, i probably
1: st- did it maybe once or twice
0: <laughs> how, how did your body feel after that yeah yeah you cramped for days <laughs> <laughs> do you think soreness is the sign that your body is building itself
1: Was that muscle soreness uh no no because i didn't get sore so it's not to do with soreness no nah, no nah. it's you- not they it had, it had zero uh effect on soreness because I, I never got
0: sore okay never we we can put this off now this is the exercise <laughs> yeah, but I never uh, got sore yeah because a lot of guys <clears throat> at least my age count soreness as the sign that their body is
1: building out mm. you don't think so no uh I, I, not mine because <laughs> i never got sore okay. <laughs> i think when i first started working out you know when i was like maybe 15, 16, 17, you know, uh, I, I did I mean, maybe a few times in my 20s, I probably did, but once I started bodybuilding, I, I don't rem- remember being sore from none of the workouts. but you know, other, other people would tell me that they got sore like my girlfriends like, man, I'm sore after every workout. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh yeah, not me. <laughs> I'm good, <laughs> but uh I never did get sore. You know, this is also- everybody's body is different. You know, like you were saying earlier. You know? Yeah, so I-, I think that, I think that plays a a, a major part into it. Yeah. Everybody's body is different. How many surgeries have you had totally? Uh, it's probably like see what I say, thirteen. See eight. Uh, on my back three on the hip and three on the neck was that 14 somewhere in there
0: does your mind change after every surgery does something happen
1: yeah yeah I tell I got weaker after every last one of them mentally no no physically physically yeah Uh, I wasn't able to lift as much as I could before
0: you know um, again sir I'm not trying to compare with you at all I'm just trying to give you a regular person's mindset no oh, yeah I once got a tennis elbow injury because of which I had to stop lifting weights mm-hmm. and it affected me so much psychologically because I was losing size etc and I'm not even a competitive bodybuilder I just <laughs> I just live for fun yeah but it psychologically affected me oh, so no. I can't imagine what injuries did to your mind did it psychologically affect you no never
1: no never because uh, you know uh, I guess I didn't get that small anyway that you know? <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I can remember anyway I know I didn't when I was competing you know I never had oh the the major thing I had was a uh, herniated disc and uh I I, I still trained through all of that you know
0: what was your mindset I after think that your...
1: helped me get better how did it help you get better it uh rehabilitated it what do you mean so uh because I was training I was still putting on muscle and, and and getting better, because if if I just not did anything, I think it it just wasted away, you know.
0: You think that so the herniated disc being there was less herniated because you were training. Yeah, it would have become exactly. worse if you had stopped training. Exactly,
1: I think it could become worse, you know.
0: But it, I'm sure it hurt a lot, like physically.
1: Uh, yeah, I did when I did it, but you know. When I, once, the, once, uh, I, I, I started training, it, it went, it went, kind of went away. Okay. Mm-hmm. Kind of went away. What was your
0: mindset after you won your eighth Olympia?
1: Oh, <laughs> time to go for the ninth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was my mindset. And, what... and, uh, I'm gonna win it too, you know, because, <clears throat> uh, you know, after you got on the roll, it, it's kind of hard that. It, think it's going to end after so many in a row. I just say it like that.
0: How did you come to terms with the streak ending?
1: Uh, everything comes to an end, you know. Nothing lasts forever.
0: Was it something you had to
1: work on? Like, Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> it probably took me couple of hours <laughs> 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 that was it <laughs> on to the next one what what happened in those two hours oh, oh, oh man i was kind of sad and, you know uh didn't uh didn't believe it happened uh i hate it happened what did i go wrong and then uh you know, after those two hours over, like, okay, back to being normal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that happened. Now it's time to move on. <laughs> Have you
0: ever objectively mm-hmm. thought about what went wrong? Like, why you weren't given the ninth one? No, no. Uh, you
1: know, everything happens for a reason, you know. <laughs> it was time to move on to something else. Okay. <laughs> Nothing lasts forever. Uh, that was my reasoning.
0: How, how do you feel about aging, sir? Because for athletes, oh, aging is a whole I hate difficult
1: <laughs> thing. I hate it. Even now? Even now. You don't like aging? Oh no, no, no. But, you know, I come to accept it just like everything, you know. You know, it ain't no big deal, you know. It's going to happen. It's a, it's a good thing because, you know, you're still alive and you're still functioning, you know. Everything's still pretty much all good because you're still alive and still functioning for the most part.
0: What are the gifts of aging?
1: Uh, the gifts of aging, you know, uh, it's time to relax. Take it <laughs> <easy>. <laughs> all, all that hard work and all that sacrifice stuff—you don't got to do all that no more. All them dark days, you know and in the house by yourself uh you can just relax take it easy and not have to do all that you can do what you want to do you can eat what you want to eat you can go where you want to go it's a lot of it's a lot of benefits to it yeah I think
0: A for you, fun is family time. <laughs> yeah, That's what I've understood. Exactly. Spending time with your kids. Yeah, spending time, spending with, your
1: time with your kids. Being able to go out to movies. Being able to go out to restaurants and eat. uh, Being able to go to parties. <clears throat> uh, being able to hang out with your friends. Being able to, you know, travel and go places.
0: What's your advice for young bodybuilders?
1: Knowledge. Yeah, knowledge. Because... Uh, I remember I didn't know anything about bodybuilding when I first started. I didn't know nothing. I didn't know what you had to eat. I didn't know what you had to take. I didn't know anything. And then I got into it, and I'm like, whoa, you got to learn a lot. You know, even after reading a lot of books and stuff, you still have to learn a lot, even – uh when I won my first Olympia, first Olympia I had learned a whole lot. You
0: and know, I work. went
1: through so many guys, you know, like three, four guys teaching me stuff and trying certain things, and uh, that didn't work <laughs> Till I found, you know, the right guy, you know. So I always try to tell people, find somebody that's, knowledgeable, knows a whole lot, and learn as much as you can from them. And when you learn as much as you can from them, go to somebody else <laughs> that's more knowledgeable than that guy was. Like You, sh- you so, shouldn't just have one coach. Yeah, you should just have one, yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have as many as it takes to get you to the top.
0: So when you're talking about knowledge, you're talking about diet, training, and recovery, and you know, drug-related knowledge. Everything
1: it takes to be a champion. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Everything it takes to be a champion. You know, you know it, nobody that's, you know, really into competitive sports wants to be average. You know, everybody want to be the champion Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, basketball you know world champion uh anything you know (laughs) um do
0: you do you think that these tiny variations in training like holding you know doing preacher curls for your bicep but at a different degree changes a lot for people like do you think that adds an edge just having these x-factor exercises
1: um not a not a whole lot, you know. As long as you're just training, doing something, you consistency. Know? <laughs> yeah, consistent. Since consistency, yeah. As long as you're doing something, you know. Just like you know, for back, you know. <laughs> as long as you are doing some kind of exercise, working it, you know. There are a lower back exercise you can do. There are upper back exercise you can do. There are mid back exercise you can do. Same with the chest, you know. There's upper exercise you can do, there's lower, there's mid, you know, as long as you're doing something, you know.
0: Did, did you ever go for any kind of therapy
1: for your mental health? Uh, not, not well, I guess you. I, I did massage therapy a lot. Uh, I at least do it like, see, two, three times a week at least, something like that uh whatever other, other i do a foot massage too uh you saying, think that helped with your size and no no just relax <laughs> <laughs> for your mind yeah for your mind yeah yeah did did, did you ever go to a psychologist or a psychiatrist no nah, no nah, because nah. you had mama <laughs> yeah i had uh the whole family actually <laughs> you, do you they pray to god me. oh yeah oh yeah every single day Multiple times a day. Yeah? What did you <laughs> pray for? Every time I eat. <laughs> wow. What mm-hmm. did you
0: pray for back then?
1: Same thing, you know, good health and uh, happiness. <laughs> He's blessed you with both. Yeah, yeah. And still, each and every single day, uh pray for the same thing. Good health and happiness. Even today? Even today. And uh, that's what I get. <laughs> you are a blessed guy, Ronnie Coleman. <laughs> exactly. Well way, way, uh, thoroughly blessed, is there, <laughs> on top of blessing. Is there any sadness in your heart? No, no, I I don't have no reason whatsoever. You know, like I said, uh, uh, I've been given the greatest gift uh, of all, you know. Uh, there's no sadness, there's no reason for sadness. Even before I, I knew all that, Knew all that, there still was no reason for sadness because uh, it just ain't no fun in in being sad, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Ain't no happiness in it, you know?
0: Happiness is a choice. Yeah,
1: it's a choice, yeah. Like I said, you know, when I graduated college and and, and had that job of delivering (laughs) pieces and then throwing newspapers, (laughs) uh... I, I I still you know found ways to be happy about it. Yeah. Still found a way to be joyous about it and not uh, upset that you know I uh, did all that hard work in college and, and now look what I'm doing. <laughs> you know I've always believed that uh, and still today. Everything's going to be all right. Because it will be, if you believe it will be. (laughs) Always has been, because that's all, uh, that's the only way I, I, I believe it to be. Ronnie Coleman. Uh, there's no
0: reason for me to say these things to you because you already know it. Yep. <laughs> but India and the world loves you.
1: You've
0: you worked extremely hard to become the Ronnie Coleman. Yeah. And we all recognize that hard work, man. Yeah. Like, you're truly a blessed guy.
1: Yeah, truly a blessed guy. Truly. Major. Yeah. Blessed.
0: The one thing I'd definitely like to say to you is, I always knew about you. I always had respect for everything you've done. But today, as I got to know your heart, the respect has become even more because you're a very pure human being. (laughs) Uh, And (laughs) honestly, this podcast is about my journey as well through the show. Oh, okay. and when you're growing older when you're turning 30 and responsibilities yeah, are coming exactly, out yeah. you're trying to figure out life yep. but when I meet people like you it gives me a lot of confidence that you know this is who I should strive to be exactly uh, <laughs> maybe not as a bodybuilder but
1: <laughs> no. Uh, no 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 but, not for sure not as a bodybuilder <laughs> but uh, God didn't give you that kind of gift yeah no no that's, that's not my gift you he need gave to be self aware you for sure though <laughs> <laughs> but I, I try to tell everybody God gave each and every one of us to yeah, give is up to us to figure out what it is. And yeah. it, it took me, what, 25, 26, 27 years to figure it out. Maybe even I was 34 and I won my first Olympia. Maybe it took me even 34 years to figure it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What, what
0: I love about you the most is that you're such a chilled out guy. Oh, yeah, and yeah. Often with people who lift weights, it's very easy to lose your chill. You, know, oh, you start no, taking life
1: too seriously. Not me. I, I've been this way my whole entire life. <laughs> Why? I will change. Yeah, no,
0: it's very admirable, sir. Uh, but seriously, thank you for your time. Thank oh, you for no being problem. on the show. I hope you had fun.
1: I, I uh, enjoyed it thoroughly. <laughs> I just I, I told mean, you, I always find a way to enjoy everything I do. No, thank, everything.
0: Thank you for being on the show, sir. I know you can't eat Indian food, and usually there's oh, a lot no,
1: of. No, 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 no! I can't eat no Indian food.
0: <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of love we put into Indian food, but because you can't eat Indian food, I'm trying to give you all that love through a podcast. Okay, we love you. So thank you for all the inspiration. Girl, No problem whatsoever. (laughs) Thank you. Appreciate it. My pleasure. Appreciate it. That was the podcast for today. And as I said on the show, it's very rare for me to come across someone who's this pure, who has this innocent heart, who's got his inner child alive inside him this much. That's the greatness of Ronnie Coleman. That's all I have to say at the end of the podcast. I'm not going to forget this guest for a very long time because his innocence and his goodness rubbed off on me by the end of the conversation. There's something I gain from every single conversation and from this one, it was about reminding myself to keep my own inner child alive because especially in the world of fitness and muscle building, so many of us forget to take care of our inner child. So many of us lose the love for the process of fitness and just keep our eye on the results. That's not how fitness should be according to me. 50 60 year journey for most of us unless you're a competitive bodybuilder in which case the narrative is completely different but for the vast majority of us enjoy your fitness while you put on the muscle while you improve your cardio while you improve your flexibility just enjoy the process that's how you get to be the ronnie coleman of your own domain this was a fantastic episode trs will be back very soon